Good day everyone. My name is Adewale Onogbeson. This is the Blueprint with Guinness and today I'll be talking about nation building in Africa, a philosophical approach. First, it is important for me to emphasize and lay the background that nation building in Africa across the various sovereign states within the African continent is a fundamental challenge facing all of these countries and it has posed a number of challenges and problems towards the development of the entire continent over the years. Now, according to historical accounts, specifically from the 1960s onwards until recent times, a number of African countries across various regions, the West, the South, the East, the North, have been faced with different challenges that confront either their stability, their sovereignty, and in most cases, their permanent existence. Now, just to add that from the period 1960 to 1970, which is usually referred to as the decade of optimism in Africa, right? The continent experienced infinitesimal development. And of course, for much of the rest of the period, the economic growth of Africa was stagnated. Now, from 1970 to about 1980, which was clearly referred to as the decade of pessimism, and this is due to a number of events that manifested and characterized the period all right nation building in africa has experienced checkered fortune at the past half a century of independence and of course even by the second decade of the 21st century the challenges of nation building remains one of africa's most pertinent concern as different African leaders you know made effort to achieve national integration but of course the challenges of nation building still exist and this is why we're having the discussion today to take a philosophical approach and look towards the issue of of course the challenges of nation building in Africa of course, by way of explanation, it is important for me to concisely differentiate the concept nation building from state building, which in most cases, you know, different literatures have explained to be the same. And of course, they are not. Now, the understanding of the concept of nation building, all right, is in the understanding of the term nation. In simple terms, the concept nation is simply an ethnic or racial group of people with shared culture, tradition, history, language, and to a very great extent, religion. Alright, from the understanding of the concept of a nation, national beauty can simply be explained as the process by which 
various groups are brought together to achieve greater integration within a state, as in Africa in this case, involving a wide range of activities aimed at creating national identity and greater cohesion among different elements that make up that state, in this case, Africa. But one thing that is very, very important when talking about the concept of nation building is the deliberate effort contributed towards promoting a national level of cohesion and, of course, a sense of identity among different groups within that state. So, the key element there is the deliberate effort by various groups to achieve cohesion and, of course, promote a sense of identity within that state. In this case, Africa. And for me to retreat, I said earlier that nation building has been a fundamental challenge for a number of African states. Okay? And this has been um, if, uh, the focus of discussion by various key stakeholders within the continent. And so I would just briefly explain or share in my philosophical thoughts um, on the various challenges of nation beauty in Africa. First and foremost of them is the challenge of external influence upon the continent. External influence on the continent. Now when we talk about external influences, it is important for me to establish the fact that Africa as a continent over historical periods have interacted with various external groups and states for several centuries and the result of this interaction is that it paved way for different events from of course first the the iniquitous slave trade which birthed the legitimate trade and of course leading to the establishment of formal colonial rule and then necessitating the independence of various african states in the 1960s all right so this influences on the structure of modern african states have resulted into various nation building crises first with the partitioning of the continent by the european colonial overlords of course which was done at berlin um, from november 1884 to of course early 1885 and the tragedy in this event was that no African state was represented. Of course, the resultant effect of the Berlin Conference, which was the partitioning of African continent, was that it resulted in the merger of different ethnic groups in the same political structure, creating artificial states with artificial boundaries facing the crisis of national integration all right and of course there was the balkanization of ethnic groups into several polities which continued until um, the post-independence period which we now refer to in history now as neo-colonialism so external influence upon the continent of africa has been a major challenge to the nation building effort of various african states Another thing that is worthy of note is the influence of multinational corporations 
which are focused, which are more concerned about maximizing profit and expanding their interests across Africa. And of course, this encourage large-scale ethnic divisions across African states. So, the challenge of nation building is one to be concerned about with respect to external influences upon the continent. The second challenge to talk about is the challenge of ethnicity. And of course, over the years, we have seen a number of African states that have made tangible attempts to create national identity and achieve unity, you know, having realized the pertinence in promoting all-round stability and aggregate development in their countries. But what has happened? This process is varying based on the peculiarities in terms of structures and levels of cohesion within the states. In most cases, the fragmented nature of African states, mostly along ethnic lines, have necessitated a wide range of programs and activities aimed at promoting national integrations. It is important to state that a number of Africa's political instabilities and internal conflict arose from ethnic conflict. So this is a greater challenge to the nation-building effort within the continent. The next challenge to talk about is the polarization of the continent. It is important to state that the African continent has by far become the most polarized of all the continents of the world, divided along ethnic, political, religious, racial lines. This polarization and the very large number of ethnic groups in Africa has created a condition for diversity within the 54 sovereign states. And of course, the result of that is the establishment of nation-building activities, policies and programs aimed at checking these challenges, which in most cases have been met with infinitesimal or let's say a modest success all right another challenge of nation building in africa is the political system of many african states and it is important for me to state that conflict arising from racial ethnic and religious differences became manifest during the colonial era why because a new political structure emerged with the boundary established by the colonial masters. This introduction and prescription of political system is so influential such that most African states inherited the political systems of their former colonial masters. This reality necessitated the adoption of political structures and principles which are appropriate to the promotion of national integration. And of course, for instance, we had the case of the introduction of the federal system and the Westminster model of parliamentary democracy in the 1950s to various states across the regions of Africa. Of course, this was the case of both Nigeria in West Africa and Uganda in East Africa. In addition to this point is the fact that Numerous states in Africa adopted unitary system despite the reality of 
the heterogeneity of ethnic and racial composition solely on the assumption that it is the best way to achieve national integration and of course they became a one-party state and the result of this adoption of political systems of their colonial masters is that it had created you know a condition for conflict which had made nation building efforts in africa a great you know problem or a great challenge to deal with of course aside all of these challenges i've been talking about external influences polarization ethnicity it is important for me to also mention another point which is democratization now when i say democratization i mean the advocacy for democracy freedom and human rights all right has created a condition you know for the setback in the effort to achieve nation building in africa why because it has been influenced by various external bodies presenting different views in addition to that the granting of support and economic gains has been anchored on the advancement of these democratic ideals in some cases political exclusion dictatorship insecurity tyranny which of course manifested in the 1970s and the early 1980s began to give way for stability why due to the establishment of national democratic government that allowed for more inclusive government with popular participation meaning that democracy in some instances was good and aided nation building efforts in some cases it was you know bad in some cases external bodies do not advocate for the expansion of these democratic ideals in an attempt to stultify the expansion of the ideals based on their interest for instance i give a very classical example during the cold war era the non-support for the liquidation of apartheid in south africa by both us and uk who are referred to, to as the bastions of democracy as well as the united states operation in the congo which created condition for the emergence of one of Africa's worst dictators, Mobutu Sesisiko, all right, were in a resultant effect of the promotion of the ideas of democracy, okay? Another point to mention is religious differences. And of course, in Africa from colonial era, African states were supported by external movements on the basis of religious persuasion and this created a condition for the intensification of disagreement among african states and of course it has had serious implication for national integration in most cases african leaders have personally attempted to utilize their position to expand their religious leanings 
the resultant effect of religion is that a number of terrorist groups have been enabled to flourish with the aim to establish a religious state through the support amassed from other sympathetic groups. For instance, we have had the case of Boko Haram, Al-Shabaab, whose activities have been detrimental to the nation-building process in Africa as conflict emerged continuously as in the case of Somalia and Mali in recent times. These are the challenges that religious differences have posed on the nation-building effort in Africa. Now, let us talk about the way forward. The way forward as simple and straight. But more importantly, before I make reference to this way forward point, is to identify the pertinence of able, empathetic leadership. A number of countries in the global system have prospered solely on the account of able leadership which has been one of the challenges of many African states. A number of African states, including Nigeria, have been so unlucky with having able leadership. Alright? So, this way forward are not just enough to talk about, but they are important that leaders across African states can begin to implement this point of action. A number of African states, of course, over the years have attempted through various approaches in addressing the nature of promoting the nation-building process within their polity. Alright, for instance, we have had the case of um, the Truth and Reconciliation Committee created in South Africa to ensure fairness, equity and justice. We have had the case of the establishment of the policies of the three hours in the case of Nigeria after the civil war in 1970 we have also had the establishment of unity schools in Nigeria after the civil war to promote national integration a number of African states have created one policy or program to contribute to the nation building effort or the other now these are my way forward points that I would like to share. Number one is that African countries should adopt a suitable political system of governance, not solely based on the system of governance inherited from their colonial masters. That's point one. Point number two is that African states should rally around and begin to adopt and promote the ideas of our forefathers with respect to Pan-Africanism. Pan-Africanism, according to our forefathers like Marcos Garvey, William Dubois, and every other Pan-Africanist, Malcolm X, these ideas are very important in promoting One Africa, and it should be pursued with rigorous effort by various African states. Number three is that African states should begin to implement policies and programs to promote reconciliation in conflict aftermath. Another thing which is very important, which I mentioned first, is leadership style. A lot of African leaders need to be inclusive, they need to be democratic, they need to be fair, they need to be just, 
you know they need to promote equity they do not need to become dictators like Mobutu Sesiko alright even in some democratic civilian regimes who have had leaders becoming dictators thereby creating an atmosphere for military could deter like what we experienced some couple of days ago in Mali the fifth point is that African states should adopt a structure of party system that promotes nation building efforts alright so if in an homogeneous state of course it is logical to adopt a one party system in an heterogeneous state it is logical to adopt multi-party system and lastly african states across the continent should begin to make efforts to dismantle and reconfigure the boundaries within the continent it is important to do this so as to promote nation building efforts within the continent so with this i feel we have been able to apply a philosophical lens to analyzing nation building efforts nation building process nation building success in africa across various decades thank you my name is Adewale, and uh, it's a great pleasure to have me here today talk about nation building efforts in africa using a philosophical approach thank you i hope to be here some other times to continue this conversation thank you guineas thank you blueprints thank you so much